0: Sky for the bosses Don't listen to their lies poor folks have got a chance Lest we organize
1: Which side Guys, are you elbows are about giving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have always... I, I didn't actually always say that until yesterday. Yeah. When I was elbow-pilled.
1: <laughs> elbow, you've been elbow-pilled, and mm-hmm, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. We've figured it out. Everything makes sense now.
0: Elbows are are the center of the universe. Yes. And I, for one, think that they should be worshipped.
1: Agreed. Yeah. And because, you know, without an elbow, Mm -hmm. how is one to give?
0: Exactly. The hinge joint, really. Exactly. And triangles are the sturdiest structure. Mm -hmm. And if you turn your arm up, that's that's a triangle.
1: Right there. Right there. So appreciate your elbows folks yeah and what they can do not only for you but for the others around you
0: yeah i know i think and that's what i think separates our elbow cult from like mm-hmm. other potential cults that we may or may not be talking about today yes uh is that our cult is really centered around um giving and not receiving necessarily exactly although you do use your elbows to receive as well that's so, true
1: that's true yeah that's true <laughs> Um it's about giving.
0: Giving it's giving elbow.
1: It's giving elbow. Um, hey guys. It's Pride Month.
0: It is Pride Month.
1: Um Happy Pride. Happy Pride to all my all my my LGBTs out there. Mm-hmm.
0: We should be dropping a pride episode at some point yes. this month. Yes, we, we will. We just haven't quite gotten there yet. We
1: definitely will. Next week we'll be talking about um some Televangelism, mm-hmm. some mega churches, and then probably the week after that, I'd drop a juicy, pride, yeah. juicy little pride up, a
0: thick pride mm-hmm. up, you know, mm-hmm. succulent. I would yes. even say, yeah,
1: cooked to tender mm-hmm. perfection.
0: Yeah, if you can't tell, Phoebe and I are a little tired. Yeah. We had a <laughs> we had a long day yesterday, but it was great. It was, it was, it lovely. was lovely. We had a picnic with our friends.
1: Yeah. It was a great weekend in general. Absolutely. Lots of celebrating to do. Yeah. Um, but today we have for you a little a little bonus episode mm-hmm. of sorts. Um we are gonna be reading to you a little nugget that was dropped <laughs> a few episodes ago. We're gonna it's be reading happening. to you the introduction to Scientology Ethics. Woo! By Mr. Elron Hubbard himself, the book that Taylor got for me at Savers. I did. For a dollar ninety nine. <laughs> it
0: was it was a dollar ninety nine, which I thought was truly a shame that I mean this they these should just be like these should be like preserved. Like these should be hundreds yeah. of dollars. No, these know? are the holy texts. Exactly. Like a dollar ninety nine? I don't know. It seems seems disrespectful. For enlightenment? Yeah, it seems disrespectful.
1: It is. It is. But to our boy Elron.
0: True. Yeah, our our Lord and Savior.
1: <laughs> I always thought his name was E like yeah. L R O N, like Elron.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like El. Okay, like yeah. One
1: like his first name was just fully. It was just Elron.
0: The road to El Dorado. The
1: road to Elronado. Ronado.
0: Ronado, <laughs> but
1: yeah, turns out it's not. Anyway, so yeah, so let's read you a little bit um, of this Scientology book. I have never seen a piece of Scientology writing, I'm realizing. Yeah. Me neither. I've looked at their website when I talked about them on the podcast, but I've never, like, this is, like, the first piece of, like, I don't know, actual, like, Scientology-issued text. Text.
0: <laughs> it does kind of, I mean, it looks like a Bible or, like, a- It totally does. Like a Book of Mormon, almost. Uh-huh. Like, it's very, it's got, like, the- the like nice hard like blue covering. It's got like a little emblem. Surprised there's not like a a bookmark ribbon in it or yes. something like that. Ooh, there should have been. Yeah, there should have been. Yeah, no, it definitely like they're making it look hella like a like a yeah. religious text. Yeah.
1: Okay. So chapter one is the basics of ethics. Throughout the ages, man has struggled with the subjects of right and wrong, and ethics and justice. The dictionary defines ethics. Wow. We're getting right into <laughs> right it. Right into it. It's
0: the uh, Merriam Webster Dictionary yeah. defines integrity as.
1: <laughs> uh, defines ethics as the study of the general nature of morals and of the specific moral choices to be made by the individual in his relationship with others. The same dictionary defines justice as conformity to moral right or to reason, truth, or fact or the administration of law. As you can see these terms have become confused all philosophies from time immemorial have involved themselves with these subjects and they have never solved them that they've been solved in Dianetics and Scientology is a breakthrough of magnitude whoa it's they solved it y'all <laughs>
0: hundreds and like i mean millions of years of like yeah. humanity like philosophizing about mm-hmm. things but man the science fiction author, yes. boy.
1: L. Ron Hubbard they figured it. it out. Of course. And we're about to tell you all about it.
0: I would love to know.
1: Um, The solution lay first in their separation. From there, it could go forward to workable technology for each. So this is already making a lot of sense.
0: Absolutely a ton of sense. <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, I just want to note that they have like I guess I should say he because it was Alan Hubbard who wrote this. He has like any word that is a uh, slightly large word, he like makes a little note and defines the word at the bottom of the page. <laughs> so for instance the word philosophies is defined at the bottom of the page. Oh no. <laughs> so that's what he thinks of uh the people reading the The readers, book, yeah, he's like they won't know what that means.
0: The word philosophies too, like okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh god
1: um ethics consists simply of the actions an individual takes on himself it is a personal thing when one is ethical or has his ethics in it is by his own determinism and is done by himself justice is the action taken on the individual by the group when he fails to take these actions himself
0: Mm, I don't know yeah I
1: mean if i agree i I guess i can agree with that
0: ethics are like a personal thing but like i wouldn't necessarily like i don't know like ethics can also be like studied and like there's like you know ethical like principles and stuff i don't know like i i guess i don't know i feel like that's like morality more than anything though right like your own personal morality yeah i
1: don't know yeah i don't know history These subjects are, actually, the basis of all philosophy, but in any study of the history of philosophy, it is plain that they have puzzled philosophers for a long time. The early Greek followers of Pythagoras tried to apply their mathematical theories to the subject of human conduct and ethics. Sometime later, Socrates tackled the subject. He demonstrated that all those who were claiming to show people how to live were unable to defend their views or even define the terms they were using. He argued that we must know what courage and justice law and government are before we can be brave or good citizens or just or good rulers. This was fine, but then he refused to provide definitions. He said that all sin was ignorance, but did not take the necessary actions to rid man of his ignorance. I don't
0: know. Mm-mm. I feel like this book like, kind of oozes of like, took a philosophy class in college very once, much you know? So. Like, I feel like it's very, like, yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, name drop Socrates and like. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's like, okay, bro, you're going to drop, like, Socrates yeah. of all of the philosophers. That, like, you couldn't come up with a better like, one.
0: Pythagoreans. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Um, Socrates' pupil, Plato adhered to his master's theories, but insisted that these definitions could only be defined by pure reason. This meant that one had to isolate oneself from life in some ivory tower and figure it all out. Not very useful to the man in the street. Also note that they have defined the word isolate. Uh, Aristotle also got involved with ethics. He explained unethical behavior by saying that man's rationality became overruled by his desire This chain continued down the ages. Philosopher after philosopher tried to resolve the subjects of ethics and justice. Unfortunately, until now, there has been no workable solution as evidenced by the declining ethical level of society. You see, it is no small breakthrough that has been made in this subject in the last 30 years or so. We have defined the terms which Socrates omitted to do. And we have a workable technology that anyone can use to get himself out of the mud the natural laws behind this subject have been found and made available for all to use. Titillating.
0: Very. I feel like this is like funnier when you know that like it's Elron Hubbard and he like yeah you know like was in a sex cult with like fucking Aleister Crowley yes. and like oh my god kidnapped his own child and like yeah <laughs> then you have this guy being like I have found the secrets to ethics yeah like, i figured out yeah. you know any morally gray situation you can think of
1: I i know i, I know i got the it. answer yeah
0: no i figured it out like
1: and i love i'm really hoping we're done for the day boys <laughs> <laughs> clap the dust yeah. off your hands i'm really hoping that the workable technology he's talking about is the like e-meter oh yeah i'm praying that's what he's talking about here <laughs>
0: what is it dia, dia dianetics dianetics yeah. yeah
1: yeah all right let's see Ethics is so native to the individual that when it goes off the rails, he will always seek to overcome his own lack of ethics. They know they have defined the words off the rails. <laughs> you know, like, why? Who's not? Who doesn't know Who's that? reading this book? Who doesn't Who know? Who is this for? I
0: guess, like, well, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say, like, maybe elderly people, but. Off the rails isn't a new slang no. term. Like
1: they literally. He also defined the word tech. <laughs>
0: Do you want
1: to know what the definition is?
0: Please, so technology. bad. Technology. That's all. That's all it says. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they just wanted to make sure that you knew yeah. that that's just the shortened form of of technology. That, I'm glad
0: that he put that there. That one was hard to parse. No, out. No, I couldn't have. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. He knows he has an ethics blind spot. To the moment he develops it, at the moment he starts trying to put ethics. In on himself, and to the degree that he can envision long-term survival concepts, he may be successful, even though lacking the actual tech, technology, of ethics. (laughs) All too often, however, the bank is triggered by an out-ethics situation, and if the individual has no tech with which to handle it analytically, his handling is to mock up his motivators. In other words, he tends to believe or pretend that something was done to him that prompted or justified his out-ethics action. And at that point, he starts downhill. Okay, this is kind of boring.
0: Also, I feel like it's weird to, like, equate, like, something as like, I don't know, like, spiritual, like, even if you're not, like, a spiritual person, but, like, something as emotional as, like, ethics, which are, like, based so heavy on, like, human empathy to, like, Mm -hmm. technology, you know? Being, like, you got to have the tech to know if things are ethical. And it's, like, do you? Yeah. Do you really, though? Yeah, I think that, like... I don't know.
1: This is something within uh, human beings yeah. that we can we figure out by like action and Living. reaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I just saw the name Hitler, so I'm oh, really excited for sick. this next <laughs> um paragraph over here. Basic nature of man. No matter how criminal an individual is, he will be trying one way or another to put ethics in on himself. This explains why Hitler. Invited the world to destroy Germany. He had the whole war won before September September 1939, before he had declared war. The Allies were giving him everything he wanted. He had one of the finest intelligence organizations that ever walked. He had Germany well on the way to getting her colonies back, and the idiot declared war. And he just caved himself and Germany right in. His brilliance was going at a mad rate in one direction, and his native sense of ethics was causing him... To cave himself in at a mad rate in the other direction. Uh,
0: mm, I mean, okay, I yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was like the appeasement, which was like when Britain was like, "Yeah, don't fuck with Germany. Like, we don't want to start shit," you know. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't like Hitler's whole like thing was like. Germany should rule the world because yeah. we're the best yes. people, you know. Yes, like that was like his ideology. I don't know that it was necessary. Like, I don't think his goal ever was like, let me just restore Germany to like its post World War One self. Like, I think his goal, like from the get go, was like, let's yeah. make a a white Aryan ethno state. Yes, like,
1: yes, very uh, much.
0: I don't know. I mean, I guess, I, I guess you could say like Hitler got too ambitious, but I, I don't yeah. know.
1: Yeah interesting it's always bold to mention hitler yeah in any sort of like writing they also uh defined who hitler was ah, for you
0: good yeah no yeah well I, I was i was wondering if it was billy hitler yeah hitler's cousin that uh lived in america right so i needed to, I, it's adolf hitler it's right? adolf okay yeah. yeah no okay cool yeah just had to make sure dictator
1: of germany from oh. 1933 to 1945 oh okay yeah that one that, adolf that hitler. hitler. got it yeah okay yeah So so
0: confused. (laughs) uh,
1: The individual who lacks any ethics in technology is unable to put in ethics on himself and restrain himself from contra-survival actions, so he caves himself in. And the individual is not going to come alive unless he gets hold of the basic tech of ethics and applies it to himself and others. There it is again. Mm -hmm. Um, He may find it a little unpalatable at first, but when you're dying of malaria, you don't usually complain about the taste of quinine, quinine.
0: I don't know. Is that something to treat malaria? Medicine? Yeah.
1: Um. Thank God they've defined it for me. The uh, one yeah. time I actually did need that. <laughs> uh, uh. You're not going to complain about the taste of quinine. You may not like it, but you sure drink it. S- so that's interesting.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess we could we could sit and like pick apart all of these philosophical yeah. arguments but also like is anybody listening to this podcast like going to get scientology pilled from this like no. yeah like i think For we sure, all know it's no. kind of silly And that this guy is a fucking, you know, science fiction author.
1: (laughs) Yes. And let's keep that in mind. Okay, here we go. This part says something about a breakthrough. Breakthrough. The breakthrough in Scientology is that we do have the basic technology of ethics. For the first time, man can learn how to put his own ethics in and climb back up the chute. This is a brand new discovery. Before Scientology, it had never seen the light of day anywhere.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) It marks a turning point in the history of philosophy. The individual can learn this technology, learn to apply it to his life, and can then put his own ethics in, change conditions, and start heading upwards towards survival under his own steam. I hope you will learn to use this technology very well for your own sake. For the sake of those around you and for the sake of this culture, the future of this culture as a whole, will Damn. you tell us what it is?
0: <laughs> so that was the, that was like the intro, right? That's, or chapter yeah, one, yeah. I guess.
1: I mean, I'm like, what is this, what is this technology? I
0: We got to find out, dog. I know. <laughs> mm. uh, I love it.
1: All right. Um, we'll just move right on then. Ethics, justice, and the dynamics. Perhaps now we will learn what this secret technology is. Thank I'm God. feeling that we won't probably until way later. More than halfway through the book.
0: Well, they got to get you hooked, and then no, you know, exactly. It's like the twist in a movie, like yeah, yes. the twist right at the beginning.
1: It's like it's like a self-help um guru or you know um self-help like public speaker shilling something to you Mm -hmm. where they keep Mm -hmm. telling you like we i have the answers i have all of the answers and then they never really directly tell you what those answers are because they don't actually have any of the answers
0: it's like those ads you get when you're watching youtube or you're on like instagram and Mm -hmm. it's like it's like if you want to lose weight quit running do this these five steps that i've done instead and then they like it's like a Thirty-minute video and like they don't s- actually say what these are exactly until you like pay for a bunch of shit. I don't yep, know. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they gotta they gotta really get you get you in.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe we won't even learn what the technology is at all. Maybe we need to um give them money first. I mean, Ooh.
0: I was gonna say this is just the intro. So
1: that's true. There is a is
0: there a huge diagram,
1: huge graph at the back of the whoa book here.
0: That's crazy. What does it say?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh. Oh, it's like going over, the like, the, uh, I guess like the way that Scientology works in terms of like, like you know how in Mormonism there's like the Quorum of the Twelve and bishops yeah. and this and that. This is like their own version of that.
0: Oh, it's like
1: the. So you have like L. Ron Hubbard as the founder, um, like and the then. Tears. Yeah, exactly. The Church of Scientology International. Underneath that is the executive director. Underneath that, you have the HCO, which God only knows what that means.
0: <laughs> um,
1: the org and public. And then, yeah, and then it literally breaks down into like, this is like four pages. I was going
0: to say, it's like a four-page centerfold. Yeah. Whack. You should take a picture of that and post it on the Insta. I will.
1: Yeah. It's not nearly as sexy as a Playboy. Um Centerfold, though, let me tell you. I'd argue
0: it's sexier. That's salvation, Phoebe.
1: Oh, Scientology Organizing Board. That's oh, what that is called, as cute. seen in the page before. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read a little bit of this, and then I did find this section in the back that says about the author, so I'm really curious to see what L. Al Ron Hubbard has to say about really himself. I
0: really like to, to hear that.
1: Okay, so Chapter 2 is Ethics, Justice, and the Dynamics. The Dynamics. Survival is accomplished on eight routes, which are known as the Dynamics, and this is something I definitely saw on their website. Scientology mm. is very weird. It has this weird thing about, like, Survival is man's yeah. main driving whatever, and it's like, yeah.
0: Is it because you were running from the law, Elleran <laughs> Hubbard? Is that why? Is that the survival you're talking about? Is that why you had to take to the take to the sea because you were wanted in so many uh-huh. countries?
1: <laughs> uh, the first dynamic is the urge towards survival as self. The second dynamic is the urge towards survival through sex, both the act and the production and raising of children. The third dynamic is the urge toward survival through groups, social, racial, political. The fourth dynamic is the urge towards survival through the species, mankind. The fifth dynamic is the urge toward survival through animals. Mm. The sixth dynamic is the urge towards survival through the matter, energy, space, and time of the physical universe. Whoa. Oh, of course. The seventh dynamic is the urge toward survival through spirits. And the eighth dynamic is the urge towards survival through a supreme being, an individual who seeks survival on, all, on one or all of these dynamics and fails when he abandons a dynamic as a survival route.
0: I've, Wait, what? I don't know.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, for instance, one who has abandoned all routes to survival except self, the first dynamic is in a desperate state. The individual who says, I can live alone, is very interesting. He can't live without lichen and moss. They create soil so that vegetables can grow. He can't live without a lot of odds and ends, like, for instance, trees to make firewood. That is a life form, and he has to be interdependent with this life form. Most important, he is interdependent with the physical universe, as he would sure play the devil surviving as a human organism if he didn't have the an earth to walk on
0: hmm I guess he needs like the earth to be able to like exist and then Right. I don't know. I, this sounds like uh like a college guy who tripped on acid and like is like oh, bro, very I much figured so. out like very the, much so. the universe. Dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The planet we need it to survive. <laughs> yeah. Was,
0: like you took it took you an acid trip to be exactly. like, "Whoa, like trees are <laughs> actually like so sick, dude."
1: <laughs> trees are actually really important,
0: bro. We should you like understand. try to preserve nature you ever (laughs) thought about that dude
1: (laughs) we should make a religion out of that Yeah. uh the dynamics means simply how many forms of survival are there the number of dynamics merely adds up to the number of fields or entities a man has to be in cooperation with to get along the individual is trying to survive one way or the other on these dynamics all at once sure i mean yeah this isn't like is it mind blowing
0: No, I feel like this. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we've just have too much like spiritualist stuff nowadays. Yeah. That like we've heard all this before. But maybe back when this was written, I don't know when yeah, it was. I guess but that's true. They were like, Watch "Holy this. fucking shit, dude! <laughs> the we all need each other to survive." We, yeah, <laughs> like I, maybe I don't know. I feel like that's not a new concept. I but, know.
1: It's like maybe you and I are just too woke already. Yeah.
0: No, let me tell you, dude. Woke mob. That's me, I'm the founder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm trying to see if this has a publishing date. Does it? Does it not? Usually there's like a little page. <laughs> oh wait.
0: There is a this book belongs to, which I think is cute. <laughs> I know. cute. Like yeah, how, that's you'd write your name cute. in your Bible.
1: <laughs> um Oh, here it is, 1989. Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that makes a bit I don't more know. sense. There's
0: still quite a bit of grifters in 1989. Oh, man. Possibly Clearly. more. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Um, no solution is an optimum solution unless it takes into account all the dynamics influenced by it and gives each one its optimum solution.
0: Wait. What?
1: (laughs) No solution is an optimum solution unless it takes into account all the dynamics influenced by it and gives each one its optimum solution. That sounds complicated. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It's like there's none of the solutions are an optimum solution unless- it's an optimum solution, is what he's saying. I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. This is confusing, Phoebe. Okay. <laughs> I
1: know. Um, no need to worry. Here's what L. Ron Hubbard has to say. Um, that sounds complicated, but it means if you and Bill were in business together and you tried to do a solution that gave you all the benefit and didn't give Bill any, you would find out that it would not work out. Um I mean I think that's just the basic principles of like capitalism which I suppose doesn't work out but for like yeah for in you theory, it works out
0: Well and also it's like that's still not like optimum right like if you're I in like a business so. deal like you have like yeah like you would have to fuck over someone else to like have the optimum solution mm-hmm. right I don't mm-hmm. know Um
1: it is fundamental in these dynamics that every time you get a solution where the other dynamics aren't taken into account Where their interests aren't taken into account you get a general failure as soon as you knock out one of these dynamics on a human being and say for this individual this dynamic cannot possibly exist you get trouble because they all get knocked out they come down to the same level in other words if you cut out half of one dynamic then you cut out half of the rest of the dynamics this package of dynamics is very vital to the survival of an individual And it's just also very interesting, I feel like, that he put that little tidbit in there because, I mean, isn't that exactly what he's doing? Created a business where he is, like, one of the only ones who actually benefits?
0: I mean, yeah, he's, you know, they take fucking money from, like, everybody else.
1: Yeah, like, an obscene amount of money. Like, I knew somebody who took a a second mortgage on their home amount of money. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: I would love to, like interview an ex-Scientology person and just be like so what the fuck does this mean (laughs) like yeah like what did they tell you like when you were trying to like process this information you know like
1: exactly how
0: did they how did they like dumb it down for you like in your little bible studies
1: yeah (laughs) I know know. I know yeah how is this like fed to you because it would be
0: so interesting
1: I want to know yeah I want to know
0: gonna do the about the author
1: let's do it Eight. um this is what l ron hubbard has to say about his self his own self mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um okay Elron hubbard dedicated his life to helping people gain a greater ability to improve conditions he was an individual committed to discovering why is it talking like he's dead
0: it's, when did when did he die
1: i don't know because this was by written him. by him.
0: Yeah, he's talking... I mean, first off, he's talking about himself in the third person, but... Yeah. It doesn't say but that anybody it, else wrote that part, does why it? Why is
1: it... No. Let like, me see. Why is it in past tense? Strange. Wait. Anyway. What?
0: It says he died in on January 24th, 1986.
1: Interesting.
0: So did someone like ghost write this for him?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Or
0: did he like have this like and it was just like published on in 1989? Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. That's odd. Because
1: yeah, it doesn't have any other authors on here that I see. Weird. Hmm. Alright. Anyway. Anyway. Um he was an individual committed to discovering the ultimate truths of existence. And making this hard-won knowledge known so people everywhere would achieve the spiritual freedom they had always desired, but never before attained. During a lifetime of study and research, he discovered... Of study and research, meaning writing science fiction. (laughs) um, He discovered the route to greater personal and spiritual freedom, happiness, and well-being. It is a route not based on ivory tower philosophies. Ooh, callback to the beginning of the book. Whoa. um, But on lifelong experience with... People from all walks of life. As Ron said, one doesn't learn about life by sitting in an ivory tower. They really love the ivory tower. Uh,
0: uh, Analogy there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thinking about it, one learns about life by being part of it, and that is how he lived. Not true at all. <laughs> that's
0: just, no, he literally- i mean, actually wrong. Maybe not a literal ivory tower, but he did, in fact, take- all of his followers to the sea. Yeah. They lived on boats. Yes. <laughs> and like refueled and just went back out like Yeah. That's like the most ivory tower ass thing you can do. I mean,
1: talk <laughs> about not being a part of life. Yeah,
0: what the fuck?
1: Um he began his quest for knowledge about life at a very early age. Of course he did. When he was 8 years old, he was already well on his way to being a seasoned traveler. <laughs>
0: Oh yes, as an eight year old.
1: Okay, and I'm sure he's taking in all of the all of the uh many lessons of about different cultures and things like that on his eight-year-old travels. Yeah,
0: it's giving like the Tumblr stories where it's like, I stood up to that bully the, the bully yes. that was bullying that kid and, and told it and clapped. then everyone clapped.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> L Ron Hubbard's life. <laughs> uh in the days before air travel was common, he had traveled a quarter of a million miles by the age of nineteen. Um, his adventures included voyages to China, Japan, and other points in the Orient and South Pacific.
0: Wait, did it say when in the era when air travel was common?
1: In the days before air travel oh. was common.
0: Oh, but, sorry. <laughs> Fucking big shot. I don't know.
1: <laughs> During this time, he became closely acquainted with 21 different races in areas all over the world. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's a really weird way to put that. It's
0: odd, but okay. Hmm.
1: After returning to the United States, Ron pursued his studies of Western thought and culture at George Washington University, where he was also a member of one of the first classes ever taught on nuclear physics. He realized that neither the Eastern understanding of spiritual matters nor Western scientific knowledge of the material universe contained the full answer to the problems of existence. Despite all of mankind's advances in the physical sciences, a workable technology of the mind and life had never been developed. The mental technologies which did exist, psychology and psychiatry, were actually barbaric, false subjects, no more workable. Oh yeah, I forget they fucking like hate. Yeah, like actual uh, psychology. Psychology, um, because real psychology is gonna tell you that this is um, this is fucking f- insane, fucked up attack therapy. Whoops. Um, false subjects, no more workable than the methods of jungle witch doctors. Wow. Whoa. Uh, Ron shouldered the responsibility of filling this gap in the knowledge of mankind, financing his early research through fiction writing. mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. He became one of the most well-known and sought-after authors in the golden age of popular adventure and science fiction in the 1930s and 1940s. Perhaps that could be a clue to knowing the truth of whether this, you know, knowing whether this is factual or not. Just saying. I just
0: looked it up here and mm-hmm. this man, and this is total, I just had a curious thought. Yes. Uh, so this is f- purely fiction books. This isn't even talking about the like non fiction, like mm-hmm. religious mm-hmm. stuff he wrote for Scientology. Hubbard produced more than 250 published works of Jesus. fiction in his writing career. That man was writing at a breakneck speed oh my god (laughs) because his books are like you know like thick science fiction novels like that's fucking crazy
1: (laughs) yeah like how are you doing that
0: yeah like i'm i'm sure so much cocaine oh it's gotta be imagine that man was strung out fully
1: yeah i mean it was the 80s (laughs) yeah yeah true jesus wow um Okay, throughout his travels, his formal studies, and his own professional activities, Ron never deviated from his primary purpose of providing mankind with workable technology to improve life. His research into the mind, interrupted only by his service in the U.S. Navy during World War II, brought him face-to-face with the source of life itself, the individual. He discovered conclusively that the common denominator of all life was the urge to survive, and that an individual could better his condition and rid himself of the pain and unhappiness that had come to be accepted as inevitable. The answer was dianetics. Ah. Of course, there it is. Mm-hmm. I,
0: mm-hmm. And again, maybe I've just like seen too many like grifters at this point to like I don't know. Like maybe like red flags don't go off on like everyone else's head like right. they do ours, but like just like the the things of like he found that like it individuals are the center of life and yeah. we, you know, our need to survive is what drives us. And it's like, I mean, yeah, like kind of like, I don't know. That's just like evolution, I guess. Exactly. But I don't know. It's yeah.
1: Yeah. It's all very much giving um, guy who had an acid trip and it, yeah, which I do believe. Am I going to? say this correctly i do believe it was Elron ron hubbard uh was part of like the mk ultra shit
0: yeah but like the volunteer the voluntary stuff uh-huh yeah uh-huh that would make sense because i mean i think wasn't yeah like jerry garcia of the grateful dead was for yes. sure right oh like, yeah they oh, were yeah. just getting acid from the government
1: yes so i mean it's like is that what I is mean, that what happened
0: it's Very possible. I don't know. We'll have to fact check that. Yeah,
1: because I can't remember if it was him or if it was the guy from um, Synanon.
0: Hmm. But now I'm
1: thinking it might have been the Synanon guy. It could have been L. Ron Hubbard as well. Let me look it up. If not, also, he probably just straight up did do a lot of acid and thought that he was like having these crazy breakthroughs of like pretty base level knowledge.
0: Yeah, no, I'll look it up and see.
1: Great. Um, Okay, the first manuscript containing the results of his early work was issued in 1948 in carbon copy form. It was copied and recopied by doctors and others throughout the United States and passed from hand to hand across the world. This original manuscript was later published under the title of The Dynamics of Life, As copies of it circulated, Ron began to receive a steadily increasing flow of letters asking for further information and more applications of his new subject. He soon found he was spending all his time answering letters and decided to write a comprehensive text on the subject. With the publication of Dianetics, the Modern Science of Mental Health, in May of 1950, the exact fundamentals of Dianetics technology were made broadly available for the first time. This easily understood and workable technology of the mind, they love to use that term, mm-hmm. uh, spread like wildfire, and the book Dianetics continues to be immensely popular with people from all walks of life to this day.
0: Uh, So I found an article. I, it was a Reddit post, but it took took me to an article, so I don't know. But it was uh, just saying that L. Ron Hubbard regularly used cocaine, hallucinogens, oh. uh, barbiturates, mm-hmm. barbiturates mm-hmm. amphetamines, peyote, and mescaline. Oh, so,
1: well, this all makes kind way of a more whole, sense.
0: yeah, kind of a whole laundry list there. Yeah. Of the, yeah, yeah,
1: fun cocktail of like 1960s drugs. Oh yeah, oh
0: yeah, those yeah. were the big hitters. Yes, back then. yeah,
1: those good times. I
0: know. Unfortunately, I feel like he, you know. L. Ron Hubbard would have loved Adderall, like crushing oh a couple of those boys God. up and snorting it off of a fucking like sword or something. Oh, but yeah. Like he'd be you know into he that. would be doing that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, can you imagine the, the destruction this man would have wrought if he had access to Adderall?
0: Oh, I mean, th- we'd be looking at another 250 books is what we'd I'm be looking saying. at.
1: <laughs> at least. I mean, we'd probably be living in the United States of
0: Scientology. Scientology the united states of hubbard yeah (laughs) fuck uh it's good it's good
1: oh man all right um following the release of this phenomenal bestseller ron was in even greater demand for lectures demonstrations and more information on dianetics but his explorations and continue and continuing research led him further and further into the realm of the human spirit Breakthrough after breakthrough followed, each pushing aside previously impenetrable barriers and opening up new vistas of experience. With the development of Scientology philosophy and technology in the early 1950s, Ron moved fully into the field of increasing the abilities of the spirit of man, discovering and devising exact, workable procedures for smoothing the way to total spiritual freedom. Good Lord. I was gonna
0: say this is a long ass like about the author. It really is is till the end of the book.
1: Yeah, I don't even.
0: Okay, it's okay. (laughs) There's a glossary, but still, good lord. Yeah, this is fucking long and hard to read, to be honest. Yeah,
1: truly. Um, he continually perfected and streamlined not only the techniques of Scientology, but the speed and ease with which one could learn and apply this technology. One vital aspect of Scientology that Ron developed is ethics technology. Ron isolated the specific operating states in which people, organizations, and even nations exist, and he found the sequences of steps which must be followed to rise from the lowest of these states to the highest and stay there. Before Ron's research and discoveries in the area of ethics, success in life was chancy at best. But by making this technology known, Ron made it possible for people to predictably improve conditions in any aspect of their lives and the lives of their families and friends, and make success in life a certainty. And the way to do that was to give him a shit ton of money. Oh,
0: absolutely. <laughs> I so I just don't think he like knows the right definition of technology, to be honest. No, the way like, he
1: keeps saying it is like-
0: He kind of said that like psychology and like philosophy were technology, and I'm yeah. like- Yeah. Those are, I, I don't know. I'm, are you trying to say ideology? Like, is that yeah. the- Yeah. It feels like you- he thinks those are the same, and I hate to break it to you, but <laughs> I don't think they are. I mean, we can get Daniel on the phone and see what he thinks, uh-huh. but <laughs> Daniel's a big tech guy.
1: <laughs> he would know. Yeah. I'm trying to see if they uh, defined technology in the glossary <laughs> here.
0: I would be... Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem... <laughs> I don't think you know what that word means, Ron. Um. No not not once.
1: No, the mm. only word that he defined was the only uh tech related thing was just the shortened version of tech mm. which means
0: technology. Technology. But we don't know what he means by technology.
1: No. Yeah. Huh. Cuz I know it does feel like he's like saying this in a very weird way.
0: I don't know. Hmm.
1: I like to help others, Ron wrote, and count it as my greatest pleasure in life to see a person free himself of the shadows that darken his days. These shadows look so thick to him and weigh him down so that when he finds they are shadows that he can see through them, walk through them, and be again in the sun, he is enormously delighted, and I am afraid I am just as delighted as he is. L. Ron Hubbard's works, including an astounding number of books, taped lectures, instructional films, writing, demonstrations, and briefings, are studied and applied in hundreds of Dianetics and Scientology organizations spanning every continent. Ron's lifelong purpose was to complete his research into the nature of man and his relationship to life and to make it possible for an individual to recover full knowledge of himself, his origins, and his future. This goal was fully achieved." With his research fully completed and codified, L. Ron Hubbard departed his body on January 24th, 1986. Mm. He has mapped the route to total freedom and made it available to all. Millions of people all over the world consider they have no truer friends. <laughs> wow.
0: I love that they like imply that he like finished up his work and was like, "All right, and I'm done now. I uh-huh. must leave." As, like he didn't just fucking die like Yeah
1: it wasn't due uh, to like all the barbiturates and red yeah, meat he was eating the
0: insane amount of fucking drugs he was pumping into his body at any given time <sighs> he was just Man. like
1: my work here is done yes. wah, 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 and like floated out yeah. of his
0: body floated up while his uh fucking like jazz blues band yeah. was playing in the background yeah
1: and then um the oh, fuck what's the what's the alien thing called
0: the like from the movie
1: from Scientology, uh, Xenu, yes, yes. yeah. <laughs> Xenu comes in and takes him up to the true, to, to the I don't know,
0: whatever the fuck they alien in. worlds
1: of Scientology.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a guy!
1: What a guy, yeah,
0: cool. I mean, we can uh, we'll look through this a little bit more and see if we can find any other bangers, yeah,
1: yeah. We'll find some like really um juicy bits for you guys mm-hmm. that are just yeah i'm it's sure there's crazy. some good shit in here i doubt there's any of the Xenu shit in here but um i would like to find the book that does talk about Xenu. yeah if it exists. me as well
0: i'm sure it's out there anyway i'll keep scouring savers
1: <laughs> yeah please do uh
0: but yeah thanks for um Going through a little shorter episode with us, y'all. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, just a little tasty taste.
0: I thought I had written, I, I, I'm pretty sure I did write a whole article for the episode, <laughs> but it just is not on <laughs> my Unless Google you Drive. Just fully so.
1: hallucinated that and it
0: might have. Yeah, no, yeah. I've, I too am strung out on amphetamines and barbiturates <laughs> and, you know, mescaline and whatnot. So yeah,
1: but yeah, so just a little technical malfunction this week, but mm-hmm. we'll be back and better than ever next week and um, yeah I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about Scientology I don't know if you feel like you learned anything but I certainly don't
0: (laughs) (laughs) feel stupider now (laughs) I do
1: I really do Um, well thanks y'all if you want to follow our Instagram you can at Remarks Podcast
0: you can also follow us on twitter.com at RemarksPod. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm.
0: My personal music is Taylor Lacey and my personal Twitter is at Vegetable Trash.
1: Mm-hmm. My personal Twitter is at Phoebs Elise.
0: Also, a huge thank you to our patrons. We have uh, Eden.
1: We have Tere Soltero. We
0: have Andrew Vass.
1: Jameson Cherry. Emily
0: Emily Doran.
1: And Justin Vass. Thanks, y'all. Yeah, we
0: appreciate you all so much. You're so
1: cute and fun. You're the best. You are our little babies. True. Okay. We
0: will cherish you for forever.
1: Forever. Um, Well, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm. And K-love-you-bye. Music mm-hmm.